Attention, bobsled riders! You will soon be embarking on a thrilling podcast down the icy slopes of the Matterhorn. So please remain seated, keeping your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the bobsled at all times. Of the design. Welcome back. We are the Matterhorn Yodlers. I am your host today, Jackie. And we have... Jafeth. And... Peter. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you were doing something else. <laughs> it's like a job of the hut kind of moment right there. <laughs> and that brings us into today's episode. We are talking about Disney's Plus... The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. The... Boom, 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 boom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> At first I wasn't so sure about the music, but man, I've gotten into it. It time. sticks. It's, it's so good. If you haven't seen The Mandalorian, go see it. This, this is a spoiler This will be episode. a heavy spoiler episode. So for season one and two. Yes. Both seasons. Se- for both seasons. So uh, before we do any spoilers, let people know, should they watch it? Yes. It's, I would say it's, it's better than the movies. You get the, more the new trilogy. You get a, yes. more character development, and you're getting that intertwining um, storylines like um, the Marvel movies. Oh, you totally with season two, you definitely get Marvel vibes with oh, yeah. what they're setting up. Those and, mention one name, and you're like, "Oh my god, oh, <laughs> what's gonna happen? We're gonna see it!" <laughs> right. So get Disney Plus, even if you just get it for a month, binge it, and then whatnot. But it's worth your time. It's worth your time and money. Even even if you're not a Star Wars fan, because my wife, she's not the biggest Star Wars fan, and she watched it, and it got her to the point where she's like, okay, get me to what you know. (laughs) And I'm like, where to start? Slow down. (laughs) Where to start? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, if you haven't watched it, go check out our other episodes. For Star Wars? For Star Wars. Yeah, we listen, got a Star Wars we episode. We got a Star Wars episode. Listen to that one. Listen to our other episodes. Because we will be starting the spoilers for Mandalorian. We're just going to review it. Yeah, you, we're going to review it. You have been warned. <laughs> Alright. So, we're just going to go... Quick review over season one. We don't want to focus too much time on it. Season one of Mandalorian. Basically, you get introduction to this bounty hunter, which is a Mandalore, right? A Mandalorian. A Mandalorian. And he's a bad A fighter. He's just good at what he does. (laughs) They make it very clear that he's good. Within the first five minutes of the first episode. Yes. He does the classic, like, walk into a bar, and he shows you who's in charge without trying to show you. Yes. He doesn't punch the biggest guy in the face. The biggest guy comes to him, and he punches him in the face. Yes. So, 
very awesome, uh, skilled at um, fighting and getting what he wants. Collecting his bounty. Yes, he's very good at collecting bounty. But at this time, bounties and um, were very limited at this time. Uh, Instability was, post... Yes. Um, this is the fall of the empire. Yeah, post empire, where people aren't sure like what money is legit, who's in charge, depending on the area. Well, they're in the outer rim, too. Yes. So there's not really any sort of governing power that has any real influence in this section of the galaxy. Yes. Right. And so, but then... Um, you know, his kind of nickname is Mando. Yep. Yeah. Because Mandalorians are a, a warrior scare um, race right now. Like scarce, scarce, not scared, a scarce race. There's they, not many of them left. They're in hiding because um, they were hunted by the Empire and um, their armor is of value. That's it's the most, it's like the strongest metal known in the galaxy. Yes. Um, so basically he gets a task to get this pa package, I would say. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a bounty. Uh, they didn't give, uh, there, there was no like picture. They just had the tracker yes. for it. And so the Mandalorian was able to track its location. You made a very memorable character. And you find out that it's a little baby Yoda. Yes. It's a little baby the, Yoda. The same race as Yoda. Not not baby Yoda, but that's yes. the nickname everyone had given it. Not reincarnated No, Yoda. it's not Yoda, but it's, it's of the same race it of is Yoda. at this time called the child. The child, yes. And, uh, you know, Mando creates a bond with the child... You know, after he... I would say the bond doesn't necessarily happen until season two. Right. He's concerned that something, that the child is in danger when he gives the bounty to... The Empire. The Empire. The, Empire. the remnants of the, the Empire. The remnants of the Empire. And, you know, we're, they were very, he was very concerning, so he goes back and breaks, like... The, the, the guild's The guild's rule, mm -hmm. which was like... You know, that, hey, you got paid, it's done, it's over, and he creates chaos at that point. And so it's basically a hunt, like, people are hunting for Mando and the... And, and the baby. And the baby again. And that's pretty much season one. Yeah, that's about season one, is... Until it's, like, there, there is a plot point with the Imperial commander, uh, a Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. So that's like a governor yes. of like a planetary system mm -hmm. that title was given. And he's he's in form of intelligence. So he's a very I smart see. Yes. He's a very smart he knows things. Um he yeah, he's a man that he, he gets to where he's at because of what he knows. Um and so it's his whole purpose to try to get the child. Um, and at the end of the season, you find out that he holds a very important artifact that many Star Wars fans who are fans of the Clone Wars, Clone Wars and Rebels series as the Dark series. These are a computer animated TV series. Yes. That are supplementary to the movies. The movies. 
and it's called the dark saber, which is just basically a black lightsaber. Do you know the history behind the black saber? I do. Okay, so for those who don't know, they're like, whoa, this is a lightsaber that's black. And apparently the history for it is it was controlled by a Jedi that was from Mandalore. The first Mandalorian Jedi. Yes. And for those that don't know the history between the Mandalorians and Jedis, they are rivals. They had a great war and the Mandalorians lost against the Jedis. And there's a reason why the Mandalorians wear a certain armor type. Because it is repellent to lightsabers. lightsabers. Yes. And so you, you, this is reinforced in season two as you yes. see it in action. Um, but yes, there's there's a history with that, and you kind of get a sense of like the Jedi's. You know, there's still that animosity with Jedi's and the lore of the Mandalorian. Yeah, and at the end of kind of towards the end of season one of Mandalore, uh, Mando gets the task of reuniting Baby Yoda, the child, with his people, which are the Jedi. Yes. And so that brings us to season two, where Mando is trying to locate... A Mandalorian. No, he's trying to locate a Jedi. A Jedi, yes, that's right. A Jedi, but also wants to find people... Like him, the Mandalorian. Because he because he was told that there is a connection between the people of Mandalore as well as the Jedi. So he's hoping to run into another Mandalorian that might have an idea about where to find a Jedi. Yes. That is. That's basically how the season starts, is him looking for Mandalorians to take him to the next clue. Because as we know, this is post-Empire. There's only one Jedi. That's Luke. That we know of. That we know of. There's Luke... There, there, there's there's going to be others there's in theory. Ezra from the Rebels. Yes, floating out there. He might come back. He's he's a character that we don't have closure. Uh, then we have Ahsoka Tano, but she's not a Jedi. She's not. She's no Jedi. And that's made known in Rebels and, and the end of Clone Wars as well. So And then you have Leia, who's just getting trained. So we, well, there is another one from the video games. Oh, yes. I forget his name. But Starkiller. No. No, it's not Starkiller. It's, oh. some, it's somebody else. But there's another Jedi that's out there, but supposedly we might get more information on a, another game. They're going to bring him in, maybe? There's another game coming out oh, okay. for his that's series, good. so we'll get more story on that. Yeah. But we start off, episode one has a heavy Western theme. theme. Yes, it's heavy. Sort of, but before it goes to the Western theme... They go to a grungy, grimy oh, yes. planet where he's trying to get information. Of course, you want information. You go to the scum of like the earth, and there's like this underground or this like planned fight between the two. I forget the name of the race, but the guards from the Gamorrean like, guards. Is that what they are? Yeah, they're the guards from the pig face. The pig face guards from Jabba the Hutt and Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and they're fighting each other and. Mando goes there to get information from uh, um, a Cyclops character of yeah. some sort. Never seen him before, and it starts off with an epic battle establishing you that the Mando um, is, he's king where he goes. He's good at what he does. And I think it was a great fight scene. I think it, it sets a tone where you're like, oh, we're back in it. Oh, yeah. The fight begins. Yeah. 
So what were some of, like, in episode one, we don't need to kind of go over the summary of this, but what were some of the high points of the episodes, would you say? Oh, I love that fight scene in the beginning. I yeah. love when the baby Yoda sees, like, he activates his... Uh, oh, I love that. When, like, um, Mando, like... What do they call it? The, the, the sparrow, sparrow whistling birds or something? Yeah. Like, something yeah, like that. Yeah, when he clicked the button and, like, Baby Yoda's like, nope. He's like, what my things are about to go down. <laughs> Closes the shield and then it does. I love that weapon. It's so effective in getting him out of trouble. Um, yep. So I love that. Um, I like... What did I like about One it? thing you know about Mandalore, the, about... Uh, Mando is that he loves himself with good flamethrower. Oh. I think almost in every episode he uses that flamethrower. <laughs> it's a disruptor. It just like yes. it's it just yeah distracts of like the fight of like I'm on fire. And... I never realized that until you mentioned it. Like he's like uses it almost every single even in season one. It's like <sighs> like even like episodes where he doesn't use it, he tries to use it, but he's stopped. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, another high point, I love Mando's relationship with the Sam people. Oh, like, so, so we, yeah, yes. we make our way back to Tatooine. Because there is rumored that he gets information on this grummy, uh, his grimy contact and, in the beginning to go to Tatooine because there's a, a Mandalorian there. Yes. Which Star Wars fan are aware of a Mandalorian that, or... A person who wears Mandalorian armor uh, in the Star Wars history, as far as we knew at the time, had died on Tatooine. So we yes, we're referring to Boba Fett <laughs> yes. and the Sarlacc pit in the beginning of Return of the Jedi. Yes. Um, also, as we are introduced to the guy wearing Boba Fett's armor, armor he's referenced in the aftermath novels yes so there are three there's a trilogy novels that goes into what happens right after the second death star blows up so it goes on a, a journey of like how all the um star destroyers end up in jakku so if you're interested in more information the aftermath series um give it a shot i i enjoyed it some people don't like it but they have little snippets of like characters that they throw in, and the marshal of this small town, <laughs> you get his story. And so when I saw him, I was like, is that the same character? And sure enough, it is. And so it was kind of fun. We're like, they brought in a small character from a novel. This is amazing for the... The Star Wars novel fans, it's great. Well, it's fun because, like, the Marshall, like, when they're traveling together, he's on, like, a pod racer, like... I thought of Anakin Skywalker. It is Anakin. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's the same engine uh, that Anakin Skywalker... Skywalker uses in episode one in his pod race. So you, you think it is? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. Right. Like, it has his signia signi on it. Did you see, I didn't see that. I saw it was, like, more orange. It was different. Um, but... I, I, I get the vibe, like, I think they're trying to imply it is, but it, you know, things change. It's been 40 years, 50 years since that, so, okay, you believe it is. Um, what was another high point for you guys on that? Uh, intro to Bubba Fett, you know, you see a, someone yeah, yeah, in the, the dis, very end at the, the very end of the episode. Did I you mean, guys what know was... it was him? Like, of I knew course. immediately, I was like, that's the same actor from Attack of the Clones that played... Jango Fett. Yep. I mean, were you guys pretty hyped? Because at this point, we had no idea, like, that was really... A great, that was a great hype point. 
I thought they were going. I thought when they're like, "Oh, there's one in Tatooine," I was like, "Well, it's got to be Boba Fett." Yeah. Like, well, who are they gonna bring some well, random they, Mandalorian? They did, they did tease Boba Fett a little bit at, in the middle of season one um, when Mando does go to Tatooine. At the very end of the episode, you hear Boba Fett spurs. Really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't catch oh, that? Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh, Why don't you goodness. go back to season one when he, when Mando goes to Tatooine at the very end of the episode when he's uh, going up to, uh, what's her name? The, 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 the shark. The, the oh, shark shooter. shooter. Okay. Uh, her, her supposed dead body. Yeah. You, 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 the person comes up and you hear the spurs. Psh, the, cl- the iconic spurs that Boba Fett has in his walk. Interesting. Oh, that's so good. So, there was a big suspicion that he was going to be coming in for season two. Was there anything in the episode that you were like, meh? Again, like you said, it's a Western feel. So, you've seen the story. You have two unlikely, you know, butting head enemies have one giant issue, which is a giant... Crate dragon. Yes. Yes. That spits acid, and I felt like I was watching a dune... Um, that was a lot of inspiration for I sure. figure like you got the dune sand monster kind of like coming out um I was gonna ask you this if you'd seen like when mando you know escapes the monster's mouth you see the electricity I was like how did that where did that electricity come from and I watched the episode today and you could see from his like sniper rifle you can see he used the, his rifle there's an electricity like that was going across the prongs and I was like oh I guess that weapon has like an electricity burst and it like affected the monster I was like I was kind of blown away I was like what's this capability that can affect a whole giant like crate dragon like it's only weak on the inside yeah <laughs> yeah so well that makes sense um but th- those were like I kind of find it was kind of predictable with the storyline but I still enjoyed just it being told with Star Wars characters that I love I did learn a bit of history because like they put a big emphasis at the very end of the episode about the pearl that yes. the uh, Tuscan oh, yes. Raiders pull up. And I learned history about what the pearls come from. So what it is are the, uh, gosh, the crates, the crate dragons, they, they eat a lot of rocks and dirt okay. and things like that. And their bodies, it breaks it down. Well, sometimes it'll eat kyber crystals. But it doesn't break down, and so it forms a pearl, and that's where the oh. so those are the pearls oh, wow. are kyber crystals. Wow! And so a lot of people theorize is that Mando is going to make a lightsaber from that pearl. Well, they, he didn't have he didn't get the pearl. He didn't, but. They made a big point of showing it off. I thought that was so just showing like a trophy because it was part of the lore of like you could it, it was... could it could very well be, but there was some suspicion out there that because what's always good because we've already introduced one lightsaber into the series. Yes. What what's kind of iconic Star Wars lightsaber battles, and you need two lightsabers for that. Yeah, and so a lot of people suspect. That that pearl will form a new lightsaber. Maybe it's Baby Yoda's. It could be. It could be. (laughs) Macaroni in one hand. Yeah, blue macaroni. Which leads us to well, it doesn't lead to, but episode two. Um, you know, 
Side mission. Side mission. He gets information that if he completes the task of dropping off this fish frog lady, this salamander-like species to Mon Calamar, mm -hmm. um, the person he dropped, or the, I the guess person's the spouse, spouse, they know where there's a Mandalorian. They, they, they've seen a Mandalorian. And so... Which brings us to this episode, which I'm not a huge fan of. If there's not much to note here, it's just there's creepy spiders. It's a filler. I didn't like the spiders. Yeah. I didn't like uh, the child or baby Yoda eating the eggs. Committing genocide. <laughs> See, the thing is, like, the, the writers, <laughs> they, thought didn't they, that. they thought it as a joke, and, like, the audience took it as, like... It's the most horrible thing in the world. <laughs> you look at well, maybe you're a different they way. The eggs weren't what fertilized, or... but still, like these are it. These are the last of my species, <laughs> and he's like, that's <laughs> 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 so, all. Like, I did like something about this episode. I like the looking back on it after watching the whole show. Sure. I watched a little bit today. I like the X-wing scenes because you get a feel of what the rebellion is doing and how they're kind of overstretched, and you just have X-wings like floating around as random police. Yes. And and with the introduction of um, a TV show, what is it called? The um, uh, there's the I'm forgetting the name of it, but they introduced there's a new TV show coming out. Rangers. Right? Yeah. It's like like yeah. It it has to do with the the New Republic like police force um basically and it should be coming out in 2022 i believe and i think this is like it's cute like these people are here and the rebellion they sense something's going on but they don't have the capabilities and you read them especially books, in the outer room yes and you read in the books the new republic doesn't want a giant army to protect itself they are afraid that it's going to be used against it so they kind of disband the rebellion. They don't create a grand army to protect the galaxy and you get that in the books. And so that creates that vulnerability for the First Order to come in and create its own chaos too. And so there's a small little force floating out there in the outer rim. With a small cameo of Dave Filoni, the one of the producers and directors of the Mandalorian series, he is one of the X-Wing pilots. Is he? Yes. I didn't know that. I know he, he was, was also oh, in he, season one as an X-wing oh. pilot as well. I was thinking of like, not the the Asian one, the other one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm thinking of like the other cameo, uh, John Farva. Uh, uh, Farvro, yeah. Farvro, yeah. He mm -hmm. he's one of the um, he's one of the Mandalorians, and the epic scene when all the Mandalorians oh, come out. One? Yeah, he's the one with the big gun, and he's the one that flies next to. Um, uh, Mando and the ship and the ship and he salutes them and that's kind of a, like a sign of like Iron Man because oh, he was totally. Iron Man's assistant where he like salutes mm -hmm. him right there and he like after hearing that you watch you like oh goosebumps makes a warm feeling so it's cool that I didn't see him there yep. and I didn't he I didn't mean, want to do it but they 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 kind of pressured they they pressured him into the he didn't the want to wear his cowboy hat that he wears in all his internet right yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. signature. Yeah, so, I mean, I would say that's about... You don't like the giant spiders, Jackie? No, no, I hated the spiders. <laughs> Those was... are a cameo from Re uh, from Rebels, too, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, they are. Yeah, not a big fan of the spiders, but it, I would say episode two was a bridge episode to get to 
Yes. A great episode next. Yes, the next episode. Episode three. Episode three. Two. We are now in Mon Calamar. Yes. Which um, is, if we all know from Return of the Jedi, that's where Admiral Akbar is from. Mm-hmm. And people are like, who's Admiral Akbar? It's a trap! That's Admiral Akbar. <laughs> and there's also the squid-looking face people. They yes. share the same planet. Um, you get more information about that in, in the Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Because there's a civil war and... You, they don't like each other. They don't like each other. Or they're just like, one has power. They're sectarian-like. Yes. Strike between them. Yes. And then you also get an introduction to... It was an exciting moment. You know, Bo-Katan. Yep. From Clone Wars, Wars and Rebels. Yep. She was in Clone Wars and Rebels. So that was like an exciting she is new a, character. She is the basically the princess of Mandalore. Yes. She was the... Was the, the leader for a short time. And if you watch the last season of Clone Wars, the Empire or the Republics has an established foot in there, which Mandalore was a neutral state... During the Clone Wars. During the Clone Wars. And you kind of sense of like, oh, like, the Empire didn't leave. They stayed there and they created chaos. Yep. And as they say, Mandalore's been blasted to glass. There's nothing there. And so you get the sense of like, what happened to Mandalore? I think we'll get more info on that. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I think think that's going to be... The event that's going to tie all of these new shows together yep. is going to lead up to the Battle of Mandalore. Because mm-hmm. you're going to have Ahsoka there, probably, and you think she'll pop up in that? So, oh, yeah. Oh, good. So, oh, yeah. Peter, oh, good. what were some of the high moments in Episode 3 that you liked? So, I mean, you get a little bit more backstory about, because like, there was a lot of confusion about the this whole helmet, taking your helmet <laughs> off thing. And they kind of clarified that, like, that whole, like, can't remove your helmet thing was about this small sect. They're a, as she calls it, a zealot religious group called The Watch. The Watch. Which is a kind of like a break-off group of The Night Watch. Yes. And they're kind of like, I call them, like, the French, like, Foreign Legion, where you don't actually have to be born of Mandalore to pretty much be from them. That's what I get the vibe, because... Because he's technically Din, not. Din Jaren, the Mando, he is not. An he's actual not pure one. blood. No, he doesn't have a lineage. He was rescued during the Clone Wars by the Night Watch. Um, people who were purists, because before during the Clone Wars, they didn't all wear armor. They were pacifists yeah, at this point, mm-hmm. and so those who wore the armor were kind of they were radicals. Yes. And, and the Night Watch, not what I watch. Game of Thrones. Death Watch. They they were they were trying to do a coup of power to bring Mandalore back to its former glory. Yes, and so you have these groups that are fringe and Din Djarin's Mando's group, the Watch. They are one of those, and they were told that they are not to show their face to a living being. Yeah, that's one of their rules. But they clarify because throughout the history of Star Wars, you've always seen Mandalorians take their helmets off like it's yeah, okay. casual. So now you get that clarification. I saw that and I was like, 
you think back to like Rebels is like, boy, that's a huge mistake that they're like totally like washing <laughs> they're, over. They're doubling down on this whole can't take the mask off thing. <laughs> Did they not watch the seasons they created and like <laughs> the Clone Wars? But so. it does clarify, it, and it was like that, like oh, like that breath out of like, oh, and it's explained. Uh, they didn't screw up. All right, yes. thank you, appreciate it. I thought a high point was when they brought up Ahsoka Tana. Oh, yeah, Ahsoka Tana, whatever, like, there. I know a Jedi. Yeah, or, no, she, she goes, I, I, she didn't say she was a Jedi. She goes, I know someone who can help you. It was like, she didn't say she was a Jedi. She didn't? Oh, okay. she didn't. I thought she did. Yeah, that was like one of the, that was the last, like, episode, or I watched it earlier, and, and she, I was listening specifically, like, does she call her a Jedi, <laughs> okay. and she doesn't, and I was like, okay, she was I know someone who can get your help, or who can help you find a Jedi, and that's what it was. Uh, For those who are fans of Bosch, the TV show on Amazon, um, it's a detective show, um, my wife and I love it, the actor who plays Bosch is the commander of the ship that, like, does the cyanide cap or the electrical cap that kills himself. The imperial officer. The imperial officer of the ship that they hijack. So I was like, oh, it's Bosch. That's so cool. So a little, little cameo or a little fan. And uh, so also in that episode, I think probably the, the last big bit of news is that you see Bo-Katan asking where Moff Gideon is yes. because she knows he has the dark saber, which is kind of like the sign that you are the ruler of Mandalore. If you yes. possess the the dark saber, you are the ruler of Mandalore. And by possessing it, you have to win it in combat. Yes, it can't be like it's yours. And they like, go over that later. But yes. those who know about it from Rebels, you have to win it. Mm-hmm. it you is, have to earn it. You have to earn it because it's not one of those things that's passed down. It's like. We want the strongest leader to be in charge. It's kind of like a pride, like a lion pride yeah. to lead the group. So, any other last words for episode three? Any high points you like? It was exciting. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Good. There was like the, you know, whole... This was a great season. Like, there was just... For, for the Star Wars fan that has consumed a lot of Star Wars media... This was a great season. They don't you. let down. They just don't like let off the gas. And they don't. Just, like enjoy. almost every episode was just like, oh wow, this is this is something. This is not, even some of the fillers. It was like, oh, this is something from this. They're referencing this. They're referencing that. It was. I, I kept finding myself watching like this is a TV. This is the best TV show. I kept saying every episode because it is. I was like, I'm watching movie quality on a streaming TV show, and I was like. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm just blown away. I'm just so happy. <laughs> so, episode four. Um, fun episode, I would say. A lot of, like, combat. This is where... Return to Navarro. Yes. They go to the same planets regularly. they got go-tos. Yeah. Mando's got to fix his ship, so he goes back to the, to the kind of the main planet from season one. Yes, right. uh, where, where, where it all started, basically. Fix the Razor Crest, and they're going on a mission to destroy. They, they've got peace there, they've got stability. Now that the Empire's been kind of driven off. Yes, and uh, and so you have uh, 
Baby Yoda eating some macarons. Oh, my high moment was Baby Yoda <laughs> at school stealing, stealing macarons. I was like, Baby Yoda is a bully. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't beat up the kid. He's no. just like, he's just like, oh, those are cute. Like, you know, kids, they just randomly take things. I love how he's, the, the kid, he's 50 years old. <laughs> he's like, I'm cute. He's no. been around. <laughs> yeah. It's like Baby Herman. <laughs> just waiting for him to pull out a cigar and start smoking. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, but very fun with the blue macarons, yeah. which, by the way, you can get them online, and they're yeah, like they're like fifty bucks or so. Just go to a bakery somewhere and pick them up and tell your kids <laughs> the because yeah, they will not know the difference. They won't. Right. Um, let's see here. I mean, there, this was a filler, so I mean, they they. There's they, definitely the epic fight scene. I love the chase yeah. scene. Yes, the chase scene was great. I love when they go over the edge. Did you watch um, the blue character, who's played by Horatio Sands? Yes. He was an SNL um, uh, comedian. And then you have um, the other gentleman. I forget his name. Um, but their faces, when they go over the edge, <laughs> they're like, Whoa! like Carl Weathers character. Yes, Carl Weathers. Yes. It was so fun to watch them in that moment. Because uh, it's like they're put, they're being in the action that they're not used to being a part of. Yes. They're mm -hmm. normally like behind the scenes people. And so they're being thrown right into the middle of the action. And those like speeders jumping off the edge and they're going down the mountains. I mean, that was our favorite action figure to play with. Oh, yeah. On the speeders. The speeder bike that yes. explodes. <sighs> And so to see them like maneuver down the mountain, what a scene! That was a great scene. Where he's sliding with his foot on the ground, like it just you could see yourself like being as a kid watching that show, and you're like, let me get on my bike and go down the mountain a little mm -hmm. bit, and I'm like, I'm a little speeder. Oh, I totally would have done that. It was a great, great scene for sure. What about the lab that they kind of run? So that into? was kind of like the big huge. plot point. That was the big plot point. Yeah. Where they, they reference uh, Metachlorians, they call them like the M Count, M -count M which if you're a Star Wars fan, you immediately drew the conclusion of like, oh, they're talking about Metachlorians. You go to the prequels, and those are the big joke of like, oh, the Metachlorian Count's higher than Yoda's. You know? That's right. That's what brings uh, Anakin Skywalker into the, into the fold because his count's so high. That's right. So when you measure the, the power of a Jedi. So basically you just know, force you, you find out that the Empire's been, they need the child's blood for their experimentation. Mm. And so that's basically like the big res, uh, revelation and that it's not like the child is a clone or anything like that. It's just they're using that for some sort of genetic experiment. And I... And you get a sense that they're dealing with cloning because the patch of the head scientist. scientist is the same patch that you see in episode two with all the miniature Star Wars episodes. Star Wars the movie. episode two, yes, the movie Attack of the Clones. If you watch our episode, we don't like it. And they do have a lot. They build the foundation of the whole Star Wars like series. It really builds in that movie. In that absolutely. Movie. Um, and where you learn what the, you know, the clones, which Boba Fett is a clone, if you watch that movie, um, you'll see the same patch. Yep. And you see in the tanks, you kind of see a Snoke. 
kind of shape. That's what I was wondering. Is like, are they testing like I a think, snow? I think there is a possible connection between the Snoke and the Emperor experiments that you learn about in Star Wars Episode Nine of Rise of Skywalker. Dark science. So that was it. Sith science. Yeah. Sith dark science. So there's a possible connection. Which nobody knows about Jedi's, but people know about Sith dark science. Right. And episode nine, you're like, okay, boy, people have a short-term memory. <laughs> really hold on to the bad guys' information there. So somebody said in a video they saw as a bracky, which is like a dark, like the 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 race of um, a Darth Maul. So they saw like the little horn. So like, oh, did. They get the blood of... Did they get Darth Maul? Darth, Darth Maul's Maul coming back? Or uh. Uh, do we get like a, a Darth Vader clone there? Um, if you go into the Timothy Zane original books, Luke Skywalker faces a clone of himself. Based off of his hand. Based right? off his hand that was cut off. Oh, wow. Yes, that's where those like Timothy Zane books get crazy. A lot of people good. wanted... That to be what the sequel trilogy was going to be about. That's what the people wanted, uh, and so it looks like they're kind of doing that with these uh, TV series. Is they're kind of bringing that sort of that story into uh, the world through the the TV shows. Yeah. So. Attention, bobsled riders! We are going to have to take a break down the Matterhorn because there are Yetis nearby. So please join us next week for the part two of our discussion. In the meantime, please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And please email us at matterhornyodlers at gmail.com. And remember... Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor.